0: He's with the 45, oh, he's with the 50, oh no he's not, no he's not going to plant it in midfield of the O is he, wow, yes he is, Rattler again to throw steps up in the pocket, throws on the run, right. oh, Drake Stokes, touchdown OU, from the OU 34, Alright guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown Podcast, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your host this evening, Kami Amrabi, and I'm going solo uh, before the bigger podcast with likely Jack and Steven on Thursday, but we just have a couple of things that need to be discussed. Most notably, of course, recruiting. There's a uh, recruiting giveth and recruiting doth taketh, uh, as you will guys see This coming week in uh, in Oklahoma. So, for example, Oklahoma already lost a very highly rated recruit in Jordan Hudson, right? He's most likely flipping to Texas. And that kind of hurts in two ways, right? Jordan Hudson is a highly rated wide receiver recruit. Sure, cool. It's bound to happen. Losing him to Texas, that stings a little bit. And then there's a rumor of a current in-state wide receiver, 2022, out of Edmond, Santa Fe, who will be flipping to Oklahoma State sometime this week or next week. Again, uh, he's got some family stuff. He's got family ties. Shetron's got some family ties to OSU, and it appears as if there might be like a family situation with, you know, his, his brother is an athlete as well, and. That family has OSU season tickets, and they're an OSU family in general, and turns out, you know, like, think of like the Josh Waraboko situation a while back when they wanted, the Warabokos wanted O.E. to offer his brother as well from Heritage Hall, I think, I think it was Heritage Hall, could be wrong, and um, O.E. wouldn't do it. He was a two-star defensive back, and it seems like there's a similar situation going here, so You're losing two high-quality wide receivers, one to Texas and one to Oklahoma State. However, just like recruiting taketh, it it doth also giveth in Jacob Sexton, who was thought to be a Texas lean for the longest time. Very friendly with OU as of late. And his decision will be coming down the pipe July 3rd, so the day before the United States' birthday And if Oklahoma were to get that commitment from Jacob Sexton, uh, of course, Texas is going to spin it in a different way. Oh, he was never coming here, right? Uh, But that's still great news. Still really, really great news for OU, especially losing out on Jordan Hudson. And then eventually losing out on Chetron. And then getting Sexton back in the fold where you thought maybe you might lose him. And so you've got another recruit in the Tulsa area. Um, His name is Robert Spears Jennings. He is an athlete, and he is also friendly with OU staff. He's also from Broken Arrow, another Tulsa guy. And But I need to take a moment to actually talk about Tulsa kids, because this is important. And it's so important for the longevity and for the success of not just the Oklahoma Sooners recruiting, but also just in-state recruiting in general. Three. Let's go top four. The top four recruits in the state of Oklahoma this year are Gentry Williams, from Booker T. Washington and Tulsa, uh, Talon Shetron, who, of course, we just discussed what's going on here, which is not good for OU, but it happens, Chris McClellan, an Owasso product, and Morian Horn, another Broken Arrow product just like his teammate, and Robert Spears Jennings, Gentry Williams seemed to really, really, really enjoy his visit out to Los Angeles at USC. Of course, we know about Talon flipping, uh, likely flipping to Oklahoma State. McClellan, he's been getting a lot of attention, and it's like, and it seems like he's been getting a lot of smoke toward going to. Ohio State, Um, some of the national recruiting analysts have already slotted him as being a Buckeye, but the real problem here is Tulsa athletes, Oklahoma will get Tulsa players, yeah, they'll get Tulsa players from Owasa, from Union, from Jenks, from Bixby, from, I don't know, I almost said Sepulpa, but they don't. Really no, they don't really produce anybody. But Oklahoma will get some guys out of out of that area. But year after year after year, constantly are unable to bring in the best talent from Tulsa, the Tulsa area. I'm not saying Oklahoma will not secure the commitment of a gentry Williams. Or of a Chris McClellan. But as of right now, Gentry Williams, he's a guy that you have to really recruit hard. Of course, he's a national talent. The guy is the number one talent in the state. He is a top 40, top 50 player in the United States. You're going to have to fight for him regardless. But it's the trend, guys. Let's say Chris McClellan goes to Ohio State. That's a failure for this OU staff. And of course, like, Hey, Chris McClellan, it's been his dream to go to Ohio State ever since he was young. Okay, your job is to change that. It's happened before. A lot of times it's happened before. And I know Oklahoma has been producing a lot of talent as of late. And so it's caught onto the national scene, whereas Ohio State, Alabama, and other other schools, not just Arkansas, are really just poaching off of these Tulsa kids. It's true. But to me... It is alarming. I thought it was just a Mike Stoops thing. I thought it was just a Bob Stoops thing. But apparently that's just not the case. Oklahoma has not locked down a legitimate Tulsa athlete that's a highly, highly, highly rated recruit, the number one DB in, in Oklahoma of that caliber, of that pe- people wanting to seek, secure his commitment, since Steven Parker... That is alarming. You've already had guys go to Ohio State. You've had guys go to Michigan. You even had Cameron Curl, who was a great safety, I believe, out of Owasso. He goes to Arkansas and is now a legit guy in an NFL team. It blows my mind how you can't just, like, do it. And then, of course, this name is almost blasphemous when you talk about Oklahoma recruiting. Howard Schnellenberger. You need to do the same thing that Schnellenberger did with those Miami kids with Tulsa. He declared basically every everything uh, from the middle of Florida down to Miami as the state of Miami. And they said, nobody is going to encroach on this territory. We're going to get 100% of the guys we like in this territory. Oklahoma needs to do that with Tulsa. Lock down Tulsa. East Central, Booker T, Jenks, Bixby, Owasso, Tulsa Union, Broken Arrow. There's too many good schools there. There's too much of a massive talent bed and a hotbed of just like great, great football being played. Not to have that happen. It's concerning. For for what it's worth, I don't think OU gets Chris McClellan. As of now, as of now, it does not look good throw you. Of course, Oklahoma is not going to get Shetron; He's an Edmond guy. And Oklahoma is likely going to replace him with another three to four star receiver. It's just kind of how Oklahoma's offense operates. If Oklahoma misses out on Gentry Williams and Chris McClellan, oh my goodness. If Oklahoma misses out on, th- on the top three recruits from the state and two of them are from the Tulsa area, that's bad news, guys. That's terrible. I'm sure, and, and it's not like they're not doing anything, right? It's not like Oklahoma recruiting is just like, well, Tulsa's at Tulsa. We're not going to make that hour and a half drive, two hours. It's not like that's happening. But dang, like establish an office up there or something. Send send DeMarco Murray, just have that man live up there. Just have Kale coach the running backs and the inside wide receivers. I mean, I don't know. Uh, of course i'm not I'm not being rational. This is not me saying things that should actually happen, but it is alarming that Oklahoma year in and year out loses great recruits to not just Ohio State. We get that. Ohio State, Alabama, Sure. that happens from time to time. Michigan, as of late, come on, man, come on, man, like really? Arkansas, they got Cameron Curl. They got Miles Slusher last year too. I don't understand why this happens year after year after year. Again, I thought it was a Mike Stoops thing. Maybe I'm. I guess I'm. I guess it looks like I'm wrong. So regardless, I'm not saying Gentry Williams is not committing to OU, but it is going to be a battle. Oklahoma's gonna Oklahoma is not going to get Shetron. Oklahoma isn't a isn't a not great situation with McClellan just because of what Ohio State has can offer, what they say they can offer. And I mean, he was wanted to play at Ohio State for a long time, too. That's this is where bag men and things get involved. That's that's where that happens. But if his mindset on if your mindset as on a place, then your mindset on a place. Uh, I have a little bit more to go through. Uh, specifically an interesting article I read today. I'd like to talk about it, and um, I'll get out of here, uh, but we'll check you guys right after the break. Okay, so ESPN, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm not going to do this entire article. Um, I want to get Steven and Jack's responses as well for Thursday, so I'm only going to talk about part of it, part of it. But they did suggest teams that maybe are Tier 1 um, and teams that are likely to pursue a national title in the upcoming football season. And they suggested ifs. Basically, what stands between OU and a national title? What stands between these specific teams and getting that next trophy in the national title trophy case? Of course, OU has seven. They would love to add to eight. Uh, Bama has, like, 49 if you count all of the, the ones that they didn't actually win, and that, yeah. I mean, OSU has that one, right? That they stole from the military. Yeah, they're real classy. Anyways, so one of the what-ifs by ESPN is replacing Ramondre Stevenson and Ronnie Perkins. And the first thing that I thought of was the disrespect to Kennedy Brooks. This man has done nothing but run for a thousand yards the other two seasons he's been at Oklahoma this man was rated so 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 high off the list not as high as others on the team that are no longer here and not as high as Ramondre before the bowl game but Kennedy Brooks was rated so high off tackle yards after uh, contact and all these things and the disrespect for him is incredible He's got decent hands as far as catching out of the backfield, but the guy has is not a fumble problem. He is Mister Consistency, but he's not sexy, right? He's not gonna break. He's not gonna bust through tackles and then like go around you. Um, he's gonna he's gonna carry the ball high and tight, not not, not fumble it, and then average about six yards, seven yards of carry. And then you've got Eric Gray, who is. A different kind of running back. He's kind of got elite athleticism, different change of pace, a guy that reminds you a little bit of Joe Mixon. He's not Joe Mixon. Let's get that out of the way. He's not Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's in the NFL. He's getting lots of millions of dollars. Eric Gray will probably end up in the NFL too, but his talent level and just his size and, and, and his uh, frame is not that of Joe Mixon. But an athlete, guys, he can cut in the open field, make defenders miss. He's got great hands. And so, yes, replacing Romandre, that's a big deal, but that's only when you have Seth McGowan and TJ Pledger backing you up. That's not when you have Kennedy Brooks, who's only done nothing but rush for 1,000 yards several multiple times. Eric Gray, who is a legit top talent out of that class and was a starting running back for Tennessee. Or not starting running back, but one of the very heavily used running backs as a dynamic playmaker. You've got... Kevontre or Trey Bradford from LSU, another guy that can that can contribute, another two, top 200 guy. And, of course, you got Marcus Major there, too, as well. You have three guys and maybe just two, but may, maybe def, okay, definitely two guys that are better than Stephen Pledger. My bad, TJ Pledger. Stephen Pledger is a basketball player. You have two guys that are definitely better than TJ Pledger, Okay. And I would say Kennedy Brooks, is he, man, is he on par with Ramondre Stevenson? Probably not. Stevenson's a better back than him skill-wise. But the tandem of Brooks and Eric Gray is more than enough to make up for what Ramondre Stevenson is doing or did at OU. I think that's fair to say. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But if you do, feel free to tweet at me. Or email me. I don't know. On crimsonandcreammachine.com, just go to the masthead. You can find me there. You can find all my contact info. That might be a bad thing to say. And then the other one was Ronnie Perkins, which that's legit, right? I mean, Ronnie Perkins, he comes in immediately. He comes back and just starts crushing offensive lines, caving in entire sides of the offensive line that he was attacking. The guy's a beast. He is. You can't say he's not. Oklahoma is also returning the entire defensive line back and adding in Jalen Redmond to the mix. I feel fine here. Oklahoma is developing depth there. Quality depth, mind you. Oklahoma is getting bigger, faster, stronger. You add a Jalen Redmond, who is also a great defensive lineman. Is he the playmaker as Ronnie Perkins is? I don't think he is. But Oklahoma's going to have another great pass rush. Oklahoma's going to have another great defensive line. Oklahoma's going to have another line that's able to stuff the run because they've got that much power inside. Now they're growing guys. Like The guys are growing. They're getting in the weight room with Benny Wiley. It's too much not to say Oklahoma can't maybe... They're going to be missing Ronnie Perkins, but again, the product of the whole will be better than the product of the individual's. That's what I said about the defense last year. I said, "Oh yeah, the uh, the sum of the parts is going to be a bit better than the individual parts." That's a fair thing to say from last year, and I got proved wrong. That defense was great. The defensive line was fantastic, especially when Ronnie Perkins came out. And again, a massive kudos, and we'll talk about this on Thursday to Brian Odom. Nine day, night and day linebacker play since he has come back to OU. He was an OU guy. Um, He ended up transferring to Southeastern, I believe, and then was you know he's close with the Odoms over at Missouri, and Alex Grinch brought him over. I'm very happy that he did. Nine day performances, and so these are only two. There's a third and fourth one that we'll talk about on Thursday. But replacing Andre Stevens, uh, Stevenson, yes, man. OU's got two great running backs, and I trust Lincoln Riley, Ronnie Perkins. That's difficult. Ronnie Perkins is on another level than Ramondre Stevenson. But bringing back the entire defensive line, including LeBron Stokes, who I thought was graduating. He's coming back. You add in in Isaiah Thomas, who's getting bigger and faster. You add in Jalen Redmond, who's getting bigger and faster. You add in a lot of guys. And guys that you thought were depth last year are now elevating their play. I'm excited. Um, So those are two of the what-ifs. We'll get to the rest on Thursday. Like I said, guys... This will be a short podcast. We're hitting barely even 20 minutes. But let me know what you guys think. If you like the way you're here for the first time, hit the subscribe button. Give us five stars. Really appreciate it. Uh, you guys can follow us on crimsonandcrimmachine.com. Like I said, you can find us there too. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at CC Machine. Uh, you can follow Jack, who's with us on Thursdays occasionally, or most often, excuse me, at JLarryShields. You can follow Steven, who is my... Uh, man, we've been together for a while as far as podcasting. I mean, me and Steven, and and if you guys know Keegan Renault, right? We had this podcast going since 2015, and then I was lucky enough to bring him on with me, Steven, uh, to Crimson and Cream Machine. I was very happy about that. And you can find him at updated SB. If you guys want in the Discord, uh, you can tweet at me or Steven, and we'll be more than happy to give you an invite. Um, and then you can find me at KMorabian, ccm and then that's about it so thank you guys for listening and uh, i'll check you guys back on thursday